0: Welcome to CS Radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 155 of CS Radio. I'm Jay Michael And I'm Natty Leach. And Natty Leach, you've returned to us from Mars. I have. They let me go. I was not worthy. It's too bad. Sam had good money on you being elected king of Mars. That was my pick. I thought you'd be zooming in today. <laughs> uh, good trip to Roswell, New Mexico.
1: It was incredible. I've been telling people if you ever had a doubt whether aliens were real or not, if you attended the uh, research center, you went by their their UFO museum and
0: research center, you'd be convinced that they're not real. There's not a lot in that that research center. I feel compelled to say that I also spoke with Natty's partner, Emily, and she felt they very much are real. So we got some very different perspectives Mm. on this Mm. trip. Um, But we'll save that for another day. We'll have Emily on to debate The existence of Aliens (laughs) with Natty when we're truly out of career topics. Uh, But um, speaking of a different Emily, Emily Barali, who was our guest two shows ago, uh, we had her on talking about the timing of job offers, and they really start to peak in March, April, May. And here we are in the last days of March. When you hear this, it will be the first week of April. And tis the season, Natty. That's what I've been telling everyone
1: who meets with me says, I don't have anything yet, I'm behind. I said, now's an amazing time to be looking. There's a lot of stuff getting posted. There's stuff that still hasn't been posted that we'll see come throughout
0: April, like you said. So we thought we would take some time today and talk about being on the job search right now, some strategies, some things, some best practices, and maybe talk a little bit about things you're hearing natty and maybe talk a little to sam about what he and his peers are doing right now yeah definitely um where do we want to get started we want to get started
1: with the the strategy side i, I think things. so um so for i think it's really important to have a search strategy um a lot of times you might just end up being searching for things almost blindly just typing things seeing what sticks um, but as you think about what you need most and what your goals, your values are for your job search, your needs, um, you can better assess what, what to do for your search. So for example, um, let's say, give me an industry or an, a topic area, Sam, what are you, what are you looking for for this summer?
2: I'm personally looking at media and entertainment. Media and
1: awesome. So that's a, a really exciting area and there's, there's stuff being posted that I've seen recently, um, right now. Um, so for starters you could think about what um what your immediate needs are so what for you you're looking at internship stuff right
2: yes sophomore class of 24 looking for sophomore to junior summer looking for an internship this upcoming summer awesome and where do you want to be um location primarily san francisco like to go back home i think that'd be good just to have a little home base there missing a little bit so that'd be the goal but pretty flexible in general nice and do you prefer it to be a in-person uh, internship versus a remote internship? Yes. I'd like to have the in-person component. The, in, the in-person The in interaction is just so much easier. And I, I think experiencing an office dynamic too, something that you know hasn't really been a present in my work experience thus far. It's been mainly Zoom. It's been like mainly Slack, I think would be something really important to have now early on.
1: Awesome. And so even just from our, our quick conversation there, there's a lot of core values that you're showing, even just from how you might frame your search. Um, you might search a geographic filter for any resource you use on San Francisco. You might um, use keywords like media and entertainment or specific areas. Um, you might even say in-person. A lot of places who were remote before might even be having in-person be really prominent in their, their job descriptions because they're, they're glad to be getting back into the office and sharing that with people as, a, as an option. Um, what, what types of The next kind of thing you want to think about is what resources do you have available to you and how to
2: find those things. Um, what types of resources have you used to search for opportunities? I've looked at Handshake. Initially, I know the, the, the last minute, I believe, Ivy League Fair is coming up on the 13th at Wednesday. Sure is. So I signed up for that, took a quick look at that. So I got to sign up for some slots I have. Of course, Wednesdays are busy times here. I'm normally here producing. <laughs> Can't be telling the job search when I'm here on the podcast. Hey, but, uh, it
0: looks great on the resume. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, so great example
1: of places you can find things. Handshake is an, a particularly good example of a broad resource. I try to recommend to people that they have – three different types of resources at least at to their disposal you can use whatever you like Uh, handshake is a great broad one because you're looking across all sorts of different industries all sorts of different um job functions and roles you'll see internships you'll see full-time positions you'll see things in agriculture you'll see things in media and entertainment and finance and consulting so you'll see the whole gamut there um other examples of broad resources anything come to mind michael
0: yeah absolutely um i think when you're starting out but you know what industry that you want to go into then using well i guess i'm going i'm going from the broad to the specific sorry i'm shifting yes, keep, i'm shifting gears
1: keep it broad so yeah what what else is broad though that you've found positions for you've searched and found things you've never you've <laughs> never searched for anything
0: i've had this job for 20 years <laughs>
1: So other things that come to mind to me, LinkedIn, people use LinkedIn all the time as a broad sure. LinkedIn search LinkedIn is a great broad one. Have you heard of that one?
0: I have heard of that. Um, there's, uh, I mean, look, there's plenty of job boards. There's Indeed and Monster. There you go. See, there he is. I, just did, I knew you had it in I here. just didn't know if we were endorsing any of those. Huh.
1: I think they're perfectly valuable resources to have. There's no, There's no reason. I think people should use what they like the most. You might find that you really like the search filters on one more than another, so go for it. I think they're all valuable things to have as part of your toolkit when you're searching. Um, But those are all great examples. Indeed, Monster, LinkedIn, um, even just Google, right? You could just search in Google and see what shows up. But all of these are examples of either job aggregators or places where you're finding almost anything under the sun, which is really valuable, right? You could find something that you've never heard of or find a, a company that you didn't even imagine existed, or maybe even a job. Maybe you're searching for entertainment things, and you found that there was a um, that there was a, a candy store that wanted to to have um, video production um, assistant that was yeah. helping them promote their their
0: their wares. Well, yeah, it, or even. Uh, I like. I would go work for a candy store, but you know, any large company has some sort of media presence, and somebody has to produce that media, right? So, some of them may even have something like a podcast or a talk show. Mm -hmm. Some people have web series that even are sometimes just tangentially related to what they do. It's just a really fun show brought to you by. Stella Artois let's say we had an example (laughs) in a program the other night with where Stella was sponsoring some really interesting things um if you're listening we'd love to have you sponsor the podcast
1: yeah we'll do a a a multi-hour podcast uh and drink Stella along the way
0: how many podcast episodes can we do (laughs) while drinking Stella Artois
1: um So the next example, right, so that covers the broad, and I think that's great to have. The next way, just like you were talking about earlier, Michael, is you want to get more specific. Yeah, so
0: I was, my mind immediately went to how we have the career services website organized into industry communities where we then have industry-specific job boards and resources that come right to the top if you go to that community. So if you were to go to the media journalism entertainment community or to the fine performing arts community i know for a fact that natty and i have resourced um some really specific job boards um or networking sites that are specific germane to those industries
1: yeah so two off the top of my head media bistro is one on there where it's a yep. broad board but all the roles are specific to media in some way um, there's the the Philadelphia Cultural Alliance has a really good listing of um, cultural performing one. arts positions in the Philadelphia area. So really niche area where you're finding, you know, that you're in the right neighborhood of I'd love to be in this region or I'd love to be in this industry. Um, but you're still open to exploration. Maybe it's a company that's in Philadelphia that you never heard of, but is, is having a cool role that you'd, you'd like to consider.
0: And something that I think um, we haven't pointed out enough on the show, but you can go to any of those community entities and go right down to the resources section. Then you can filter on those resources. We have visible filters and you can click to see more, but we, you could just see the job boards. You could just see the professional associations. Professional associations, yes. another great place yep. to look. Always got job boards.
1: Yep, and they're really great because there might be a professional association. I use the example, I used to be a pre-health advisor um, and there's a professional association that some of my students use that was it was very specific. It was, I think, the, the Female Pharmacists of New Jersey mm. Professional Association. Um, so sometimes it can be very narrow, both from an in- industry perspective or potentially from an affinity group or how you, an identity perspective as well. Um, so those are all good examples of kind of middle ground. You're yeah. still open to explore things, but you're at least in a, in the right neighborhood of stuff. Um, the next example is something probably everyone has done or or dreamt or thought about, but specific looking at the specific website yeah. of a company you already know. So who are some places that you've kind of thought about, Sam?
2: Well, I, while you're looking, I was actually thinking of a couple of ones in the Bay Area. I was thinking of Lucasfilm. That's really that's really close mm-hmm. by from where I live. Um, again, probably like what Pixar you know they're right there you know in Alameda so a couple of those you know in the entertainment sphere in the Bay Area
1: absolutely yeah and great examples of ones that are names that you've you've either heard of before or you're really experienced with um what they do which is a great part of your search strategy because then you have this smaller collection of ones that you can really tailor because you have some background on them you, you know them a little bit better Um, that will help you pair with the things that you're searching that maybe you have less experience of who that company is then you don't have to invest as much time to look at all their social and go through their website and learn more about them. So you have a good collection and a diverse group of ways that you're both finding things and the different types of employers that you're seeing along the way. One thing I also like to point out, I carried the entire show last week. Okay, I see. I see how
0: it is. (laughs) This is not revenge. I just don't know where my brain is.
1: One thing I also like to point out about the search process is it's really time intensive um, and doing this, you'll feel like you're doing the same thing over and over again. So whenever possible, try to find ways in which the tools that you have can work for you rather than feeling like you constantly have to every night check a job. Exactly. Handshake has a a great feature built in. Well, several features built in that work in this way. Um, One of them is you can favorite, jobs that you're interested in you can favorite employers if you think hey i'd like to see if pixar has anything uh-huh. maybe you look and they don't have anything posted right then um but if you favorite them in handshake as soon as they post something it'll send you a quick message based on whatever your your notification yeah. settings are <laughs> um and it'll say hey pixar just posted this internship hey pixar oh, is coming doing to this event yeah, yeah
0: they're gonna have um, they're gonna do a live stream info session um i think that anytime that you can Automate anything is great, and there are a lot of tools out there, and we have endorsed some in the past, or there's a lot that you can find out there that really, like, help you organize your job search. So, Sam, when you're out on the the job hunt, how do you keep track of, you know, what you've done? So, let's say you've got your eye on on the prize at, at Lucasfilm. Do you, like, keep track of the various things you've done to try and contact them, or track your
2: applications, yeah, I'm a big Google Docs guy, so I'm mm-hmm. gonna try to organize it there, use like a big font to see like, okay, these are the steps, this is what I've done so far, these are what I'm going to do, and then have a couple of backup plans. Like, okay, if this person responds, then I'll go down this route. If not, then, okay, and then maybe it's back to the drawing board. Yep. Uh, talking about
0: waiting for people to respond, uh, and Sam, you and I were talking last week about um, trying to contact some folks at Apple, mm-hmm. right? So part of the job search strategy is connecting with people who are already working there, preferably people that are already part of the Penn Network. I was having a discussion with uh, someone that I went to college with, um, and she said to me, you know, I just, I don't take advantage of of the Muhlenberg Network because I I don't have one. And I was like, no, you do. <laughs> you do. Like literally just saying, hey, I went to Muhlenberg, just like, or anything, you any shared Thing. you know school's a big one but this is you know why fraternity and sororities are a big thing or you belong to any sort of national organization or professional association it's something you right away have in common and it gets somebody's attention i think particularly if you have a shared alma, al- <laughs> particularly if you a shared alma mater particularly if in um my case i went to a really small school that's not a common one that comes up right away you're like oh Oh, you went to that really tiny place in Allentown. So did I. That's amazing. We have a lot of things that we can reference and talk about. So just finding somebody in the space that you want to talk to and say, hey, I'm from Penn, will probably at least get you a message back.
1: Yeah, even take yourself outside of the job search. If you were to meet someone just randomly and they said, oh, I went to Penn. Exactly. You'd light up, right? Mm -hmm. You'd think about all the things that you can share and talk to them about. Um, that just the average person who didn't have that shared connection with you might not understand as well.
0: It, it's true. I have a a friend of a friend who, every time I see them, gets so excited to talk about Penn with me because she's a GSE grad. Um, and our paths did not cross while she was here, but she's always excited to ask me, like, what's happening on campus is... Uh, just we were talking with an alum yesterday he wanted to know which food trucks were still around and i that's a question that i get asked too is is this club still active is this still tradition you know people feel connected to this place
1: yeah. And from their standpoint there's also the nostalgia element. Like even sure. I mean people are thinking about it from your own perspective because obviously you're thinking of how will this benefit me and my job search. Um but also from the human element, like they'll they'll get some some enjoyment out of it. They'll enjoy talking to someone who's from their alma mater, they'll enjoy reliving the past and sharing their own experiences and talking about themselves and what the future held for them after after their undergrad um or whatever degree they got from
0: Penn. And it's an instant shorthand, right? Because you can say all the you can say buoys, and you can say the button, and you can say the Quakers, right? And it's like a little code.
1: Yep, absolutely. And the other thing I was thinking about that you mentioned earlier about you ha- you have a specific company that you're targeting, or you have an application in. Um, Networking is great, especially when it's proactive, because um, it can help maybe inform your decisions that you're making for a certain job mm-hmm. application. Maybe you talk to a pendulum who works at Apple, and they're able to say oh, we really love people who are great at great storytellers. I mean, that's really general, right? But maybe they say something that you didn't think about and you can talk about that in your cover letter or frame something differently in your resume. Um, but there's also the people that maybe you're not making connection with or you've applied and it feels like a complete black hole and you haven't heard anything back. Um, you can also just follow up with it. If there, you have a contact email from the application or the application students might say, this is the hiring manager. Um, reach out to that email and say hey you're really excited you recently applied and you'd love to learn more and hear, and excited to hear back soon
0: yeah I think that's uh, I always uh, have a lot of empathy because as you might imagine uh, particularly if you're doing a quick Google uh, the Penn Career Services email uh, rises to the top when people are looking to contact the Penn Hiring Department and um, and for reasons that I understand, um, Jobs at Penn does not have a general email that you can reach Oof. out to. And so ever since Career Services had uh, launched a new general Career Services at UPenn email address, I would say on a pretty much a daily basis, I get someone asking me about the status of their application. And um, I just have to write back and say, I'm so sorry, I can't help you. Um, Penn's preferred way of handling this is that you reach directly out to the department you apply to. So I do have a nice little form response saying in the workday posting you should look for the hiring officer. If there's n- if it's not one listed, then you know, look up the department website and try and contact them that way, but unfortunately I can't help you beyond that. So but I'm I think good for you for following exactly. up, good for you for taking the initiative because it's you know there's nothing on the application page so you had to do a little digging to find an email you thought might be right and i say good on those people i wish i could help them further but it's i think it's i never certainly never look at it as a bad thing
1: yeah i mean there's essentially no instant gratification to submitting an application anywhere and it turns into just i don't know when i'm going to hear back or if i'm going to hear back um so finding ways in which at the very least you get some more information about the timeline of the process that they're looking at. They might be able to say, Oh yeah, great. We're, we're hoping to send out interview invites in a, in a week or so. Um, or maybe you reaching out helps your name rise to the top. Maybe they have a really big applicant pool and you going the extra mile to say that you're really interested and excited about the opportunity helps stand out to them and they look a little closer
0: at your application. Yeah, for sure. What would you say, Natty? I mean, this is a topic that we've covered, um, more specifically but maybe just a quick reminder broad overview about what if you are applying at a place like Penn where that contact information isn't forthcoming or there really isn't anything beyond a website form and that says okay thanks someone will be in touch um, should we mention our our favorite career shift a career shift is great. Um,
1: I would say even before career shift, because like you mentioned, it might, you might be confused of who the right person is. I think career shift is amazing, especially if you have a name. Um, It's really useful to, to find their email address. Um, You can also do it by title. You could put in something like if it's a bigger organization, you know, they have um, university recruiters. You can put in a, a keyword like recruiter or university or something like that. Um, to find a list of who those people are. But I, before you even get to that stuff, I would look through their website. If it's a, a specific department and it says, you'll be working with the marketing team, look and see Buy if the marketing, the marketing team, team has a website. They'll probably have a staff page too that you can then see, oh, here's the head of that team or here's the person who's in charge of this specific element that I would be working under. And then you could use that as who you want to target most.
0: We can certainly also direct people to MyPen. Again, this ties back into finding your... Pen network, your alumni network, using LinkedIn, um, other places that you send people. Those are the big ones.
1: Yeah, LinkedIn, MyPen, CareerShift, and the company's Company website, website are, are the biggest ones uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, but the whole job search process is a job in and of itself. Um, it sure is. It <laughs> sure is. <laughs> there is a lot of moving parts, moving pieces, and like I mentioned, there's not there's not that satisfaction of you apply it. There's not like a dopamine hit of if you're playing a video game and yep. a little mm-hmm. light yep. goes off. Um, so you have to find ways to help manage and organize the strategy for how you're going about this to be the it's most successful. It's more like grinding for XP. It, it is to get more runes yeah. from,
0: or souls. I've been playing Elden Ring a lot. Uh, what, what, what other specific challenges do you, do you find you're facing Sam?
2: I think it's a little bit too like which which avenue is going to yield the best results for the time I have if I only have so many applications. Mm-hmm. Do I try to go – because, you know, do you try just, okay, here's a ton of them going out there, but that doesn't feel right. That doesn't feel like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, copy-paste on this. So it's yeah. that, okay, if I'm going to pick – okay, these are the five, and then can I maybe five five backup, but which five are going to most likely come back to me? Because it, it is, you're right. When it come, There's no dopamine hit. You put it in there, and you have no clue. There's that's, no sort just, of interaction. That's it until somebody gets back to you.
0: Yep, Delay- delayed gratification. Yeah, you get
2: the, you pray that they do. So it's like, where do you now allocate the resources? Where do you send those follow-up emails? Because you don't know if this is going to be a dead end, or, hey, maybe this actually needs a little push, and this will and actually then actually come through into an offer. And that's a great point. We I kind of alluded to it earlier, but a question we get all the
1: time is, how many things should I be applying <laughs> yeah. to? And I always tell people, depends on how much time you have. Yeah, and oh. how much
0: you personally can handle. But I think, you know, Sam, I think it's right. Like, get those top ones, you know, have mm-hmm. your short list and focus a lot of attention onto those. And then have as many backups as you have bandwidth for. Yep, the, like, the more time you invest in an application,
1: even if it doesn't always feel like it, the more time you invest in an application, the stronger your is gonna be. And it, it could be small things like reading their resume, or sorry, reading their website and going through the details that you see there or looking over their social media, see what's important to them or what they're kind of projecting about themselves so that you can you can use similar language and how you talk about yourself in a cover letter. Um, all of that stuff takes time, but it does help your effort and is worth it. That being said, it can still be an okay strategy if you have a small group, maybe it's five, maybe it's whatever you have time for to really invest into it. You have your small group where you go the extra mile, you do networking, you you research the company, you really tailor your resume and your cover letter. And then you just have a bunch that you're gonna throw at a wall and you, you maybe you have a, a broader, the, these are my resumes for um, media and entertainment roles as a whole um, or finance roles as a whole. Um, but you don't take as much time to to go into the specifics until you see if you got an interview or not. That's also a totally fine strategy.
0: But the more time you have to invest, it's always going to pay off. Oh, yeah. it have It's just like almost anything, say, doing a podcast. The more prep work you put in up front, the easier it's going to be to get through half an hour of talking about something. Yeah. As you can tell, we put a lot of prep work into today's episode. Oh, my God. Are
2: we recording this? <laughs> <laughs> I have a question for you guys then about yeah. this. Yeah. Especially in media and entertainment where you have other samples where you have visual, visual medium, visual yeah. media mm-hmm. yeah. to present or even a personality for someone to be in finance with they show. I'm actually going to be a great team, yeah. team, weight, team teammate. I'm going to collaborate really well. How do you try to show that before you get the interview? Because I feel mm-hmm. the best way. The way I got this job was through a video yeah. showing the personality, the face-to-face closest as possible with Zoom. How would you recommend to show that in the written form? Because it's putting in a Google Doc PDF, I'm a hard worker, I'm persistent. How does that versus I have a video or I have a medium? That's a great question. It's one we're getting more
0: often um, as more people take an interest in that sort of thing. And it's, it's, in a way, easier now. Like, people are like making a short video of themselves is not a foreign idea now, right? Mm-hmm. It may not be everybody's favorite thing, but it's not a, it's not a totally futuristic idea, right? Um, I would say in your case, as someone who is essentially has a digital portfolio, um, that you have the right idea. You have your thing sort of compiled on a website or um, in a, a, a single place that I can get to, a link tree or something where I can mm-hmm. see all of your things together. And then you just have to include that in your resume and cover letter because there may not be a spot in the actual application process you know when you apply to this job i asked for an additional document specifically of links right because mm-hmm. i know that's what i need but not everyone may have that so you're just going to have to include that i would put it in your cover letter i would be you know i'm going to talk about the things that i've done so yeah you know, if you would be interested in seeing you know more of me talking about korean baseball you know you know, visit com and I have my portfolio there. Mm-hmm. Have that also on your resume, just so people can find it. And if that's what they're looking for, they'll be glad that you presented it to them and they don't have to go hunt it down.
1: Yeah, and that's, that's perfectly... Like, it depends on the industry, obviously, and the company and, and what they want to see. But um, even for roles that might not be in media, but still... Uh, like kind of the emphasis of what you said there that helps the most is how do you show them... Who you are mm-hmm. and show them the things that you've done so it doesn't feel like you're just saying i'm a hard worker yep.
0: i'm driven um i have examples that i can show you right now which not everyone can can do because different things are ephemeral but like if you've got any sort of portfolio or record of your work it's great to be able to show it and i would just say make it easily available because even if they don't ask for it chances are they're probably going to google you before they interview yeah, you anyway it on, put it on your LinkedIn. so yeah so have Yes, putting it, putting that stuff on your LinkedIn is a great idea. Having it on attached to your social media. So if they Google you, that's what they find, right? That they find your your digital imprint, and it's all really great examples of your work.
1: But even if you don't have those things, think about how you want to show them in other ways. So it could be just how you write about yourself or write about your experiences in a resume or cover letter so it feels less like – it's only task focused maybe you move away from saying my responsibilities were this and instead talk about your accomplishments or your impact and show the context around what you did um it's one of the the key reasons why cover letter can stand out where it feels like you're you're going more into the reflective side and storytelling side behind something important that you or project that you worked on um as opposed to just saying i have experience doing this and kind of just ending Mm -hmm. it there this is a complicated process that obviously we've had uh, hundreds of episodes more right of us Basically, talking about.
0: we're condensing down to one you know 35 minute show of what has we've been talking about for 155 episodes <laughs> um but we knew it was that time of year we knew it's th- on the front of mind we knew that Sam's going through it then a uh, hundred other Sam's are going through it so there's only one Sam what am I saying there's only one Sam but Sam and his peers are definitely. Uh, going through the job hunt right now, whether that's the internship application process or folks who are getting ready to graduate and are looking for that full-time role. Again, we have hard data that shows if you don't have anything, you're not alone. This is the time when these things start happening for the majority of industries. And if you need assistance in organizing your job search, sort of narrowing down your job search, making a game plan, just having... Uh, a session to talk about strategies, then this is what Career Services is here for. Come make an appointment with us. Come in for a pop-in when one of our great PCAs or a same-day drop-in uh, for a quick question. This is exactly what we do all day.
1: And we like it. We like talking, especially because every person's story is a little it's bit different. different. So we love being able to talk to you about your story and what your interests are and how that, that plays into what you're looking at. And hopefully
0: you talking to us helps you talk to future employers absolutely all right well we covered a very big topic today um but we hope that it definitely uh hit some of the big check boxes hope if, we, if we've only helped Sam, then this has been a half hour well
2: spent. I'm feeling a lot better. See?
1: This right. is great. I had, a, I had a whiteboard when I was in college, and the only thing I put on it for a long time, because I don't really use whiteboards, was young professionalize, and I had it left unchecked. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know why, but that, that's the imagery I was thinking of. And hopefully now um, many of you can ch- check the box of young professionalizing.
0: Is it checked off for you at last? Well, now you've had to Uh -uh. sort of—you had to erase the word "young." Yes, yes. Oh well. (laughs) Well, who did that? Did Young Natty think he'd ever have a podcast about being a professional? Certainly not. Well, I'm I'm glad that he does. I'm glad that uh, you've joined us today, and I hope you'll join us again next week for
2: another episode of CS Radio. This podcast is presented by University of Pennsylvania Career Services, a division of University Life. It was created by Leland Kushner and J. Michael DeAngelis. It was produced and hosted by J. Michael DeAngelis and Natty Leach, and mixed and edited by Sam Pasco. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or wherever you're listening. See you next time on CS Radio.